Okay, well, we're going to welcome Angel Sue with her opening, and we will begin there, and once Angel Sue has that done, then we will talk. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Omina. And um, I'm trying out Skype on a additional phone somebody gave me. It's not a live telephone, but I can use the Wi-Fi to ask you access Skype. And I don't think it has the quality, perhaps, with the background sound. And I apologize for that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, because I always have to have a fan. (laughs) Michael, clear her airways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so with Stargate Roundtable, as it is right now, I ask you, dear brothers and sisters, to claim yourself as the divine child that you are and connect in with your support team, bringing the energies from your head down into your heart where things are easy and effortless and so productive, the heart energy is much more powerful than the head. So with this and your higher self, your beloved twin flame, your guides, masters, teachers, angels, and councils of light, let's just Pull out all the concerns from your heart and your head, all the objectives you have going on right now. And just know that everything's going to work out right. That the perfect, divine, happy solution will be rebooted over and over and over as needed. Because we're going to call in the law of one. Now, just connect in with everything that you're aware of, your people that you claim and the people that you know about on the the medias, the light workers, light dancers, light weavers, Nasara, our galactic forces of light and our... um, Oh, gosh... (laughs) Brain went dead there for a moment, but our uh, troops on the ground, the Faction Three White Knights, there I go. Apologize to all, and great respect to all of us that are holding these energies of divine joy and heavenly forces at work constantly for all of us. So call in all those beings that you know and that you don't know and all that are aligned with everybody 
finding the divine and living it. And then the law of one is we are all one. And as one is harmed, all are harmed. As one is helped, then all are helped. And therefore, in the name of who we are, and we are one with all there is, we ask that only the highest good of all concerned happen here throughout all time and space and dimensions and parallels and potentials and all of creation and that extra miracles abound now. And we give thanks that this is done in the office of the Christ and so be it and so it is and I thank you with all my heart for all that you do and all that you bring and so I pass the talking stick Omina thank you dear thank you thank you Angel Sue now I keep getting kicked off of here it says by another participant and I keep joining so hope it won't keep going but anyway, again, welcome everyone to the Knights of the Round. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stargate Roundtable. And anybody on the panel that would like to talk, Randy is going to be our, our guest tonight at 10 o'clock. But first we go around the table and see what's new with everybody. Oh, hi, everyone. I guess I'll go first. I'm oh, Caroline. Sure, I'm Caroline Oceana Ryan, and um, I, the message I'm getting from this really beautiful group of higher beings I channel is um, contact your galactic family members. They're closer than ever in the sense that, you know, we are seeing these beautiful starships in the skies these days. You might only see a cloud ship. Or you might see an actual ship, but sightings have increased all over the world. I've been channeling about this recently, and they're saying talk to your galactic family members and require them to get more involved in a very positive way in human affairs because these energies coming in are such that the opening is there now, the portal is there, and just sort of image a portal opening, sort of like a tunnel of light, and beckon to them and ask them to come forward and to assist and intervene to the level of the highest form of, at the level of the highest form of human consciousness that exists right now on the planet. And that might not be millions upon millions upon millions, zillions of people, but it's a significant enough number that these dear ones can come in and assist in human affairs and not rescue us, that's not the point, we don't need rescuing, um, but just um, assist and back up the light forces that are at work on the planet, the white knights and the white hats in each industry and each walk of life, and um, give us a bit of a push on our own progressions um, and help uh, protect us as well from the onslaught of EMF and EMR, from um, 5G and other uh, problematic situations 
that are being uh, spread throughout the word, world over vaccination of children, etc. So, uh, so as to lower our consciousness or throw us into illness and confusion. So they're able to assist, so let's ask them every day. Please come in as much as you can and assist in this situation or that, or name actual situations that you would like their assistance in, whether it's assisting the environment, ending the concentration camps and family separation, ending the destruction of our environment and the, the uh, rape and pillage of the earth um, for, quote-unquote, fossil fuels, um, stop ending war, ending destruction, um, bring and ask for their help in bringing in these higher technologies that are being suppressed and which could heal people and provide free technology in the blink of an eye. So if we do that, uh, we're not out of bounds. We're not being nuts. We're not being too idealistic. The energies coming to the earth now are such that they're empowering us and assisting us in connecting with our galactic family members in really beautiful ways. So I'll just leave that with you. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Thank, thank the collective. That was very, very informative. Um, that was really, really good. Thank you, Caroline. Certainly. Randy? Randy? Yes, I'm here. Would okay. you like just I'm a little to, preview? I'm going to read something that was sent to me. Okay. It's all about truth. And this ascension, there are different levels of truth. Truth is not constant. Truth depends upon the level of consciousness attained by an individual and also by where they divinely need to be within a certain truth at any given time. As you receive more and more of your divine memory back, truth will become and go as you swiftly transition through the fields of divine knowledge and, of course, truth. If all knew the entire divine truths upon the surface, most of you would not even be here. You would have left a long time ago. However, you are not gone yet, and there is divine reasons for that, of which one reason is you do not have the full truth yet, so let your truth evolve. Beliefs are truths, and during this ascension, truths, must change to support the step-by-step -step ascension. Your belief is directly connected to your truth and level of divine consciousness. As your belief and truth transcends higher, you elevate into higher areas of consciousness, which activates more of your divine memory and truth. This ascension may be referred to as the transition of belief, truth, that takes you out of the lower dimensions and state of being. To remain stagnant in belief and truth could mean no or slow evolvement and development as a divine being. Therefore, it is divinely ascertained that truth evolves. One of the biggest contrary obstacles of this ascension that I have witnessed is the separation caused by the exclusion of this knowledge. There are levels of truth, and to allow, observe, and let it be. The simplest way to get to your most allowable divine prowess is to have the one most shortest route, which is the route of throwing away 
all beliefs and truth that are not in alignment with your shortest route back, which is align your intent, truth, belief between you and the creator. Keep it simple. Do what empowers you, which is that one simple belief. You are a spark of creator of all that is. This creator is omnipotent and does not and matters not if there is a gazillion reptiles in the galaxy. You are on the head honcho's side and the creator created the reptilians, meaning that the creator can eradicate any nefarious opposition to you in less than a blink of an eye. Trust the creator and be on the big guy and girl's side. Simple. Then you do not need fear any longer. And another's truth will no longer matter to you. For you have your own. That was written by a man by the name of Rick Jewers. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. That would definitely give us all things to ponder on about truth. And I definitely agree that the different level of consciousness, you're going to see more truths, I guess, or be more pure truths, because uh, belief systems can be changed all the time as we uh, as we discover the truths. So, anybody else want to contribute? I don't know if um, Rama has new information from any of his contacts. That would be great. Oh, yeah, it would be. <laughs> Rama? Any, any new information? <laughs> I, before we go into this, the reason Vinayak's not here is he's having severe trouble breathing. And um, I learned some things he shared with me, but that when he was a child, he's got five sisters and brothers. He's the sixth. And uh, his parents and everyone in the whole family except him smoked. So what happened to oh him is gosh. he got second he got secondhand smoke, and secondhand smoke is twice as bad as just smoking yourself. It's much worse, and he actually got severe asthma and COPD. Oh my gosh! Yes, I had no idea of that. The, and and at the moment, the regular medical profession says it's not curable, and that you're going to die from that. And so, um, I'm going to. COPD is chronic. It's a chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Yes, isn't it? it's chronic. Yeah, yeah. the and lungs. They have ads on the. You know, on the TV for all kinds of drugs to, but oh. that's that's not the way to go. And I know, and I just got to say this again, and you'll hear it. You know, in terms of what Rama learned today, we are so much closer than we can imagine to getting the enactment of Nasara law. And behind there, there are sixty thousand technologies. And I mean, hmm. Mother Segment hmm. said that. You know, it, the, right off the bat, they'll release 6,000 of these technologies. And with the use of those technologies, within one month, this entire planet will be pristine and clean again. And I'm just, I'm still 
mind boggled it, but it's it's the alignment with the laws of nature and nature's God that these technologies are. And they have suppressed these technologies for 60 years. So that accountability, you know, we were told by the white knights that that, that accountability does not include violence. And the reason for it is that accountability is being done with love. Love does not include violence. And the system that we are living in is not based in love. It's based in contrivement and corruption and the absence of love. So, and, you know, when you read your Bible and you got your whatever religion or whatever you were raised with or not, uh, the basic premise, I was raised Catholic, and I was taught in second grade, you know, that every other religion and not all those other people, they're going to go to purgatory no matter what. You know? Gee, in, my, in my first communion class, I was going to hell. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Who told Yikes. you that? Who told you that, Alvina? <laughs> Sister Mary Agnes. Oh. You're kidding. Did she say why? Yeah, because I didn't believe that I didn't believe that uh, your soul could burn in hell. I wanted to know how could it burn in hell if I was already dead. So I was going Excellent. to hell because I because I questioned her. Excellent. There's a fellow Jordan Maxwell who said that in front of his whole church when he was young. He's asked the priest, is it possible? For the spirit to burn up or fe- or feel pain, and this and and the priest said no, no, the the spirit isn't physical, and he said, well then if it's not possible for a spirit to burn, how can we be threatened with being burnt up in hell for eternity? Right. And the whole church, sw- the heads just swiveled and looked at him. That's and right. His teacher hissed <laughs> at him to sit down, infuriated. <laughs> well, the thing is, what I understood years later was that they didn't have the answers. They were just rote learning, teaching. Oh, yes. And they couldn't, any of the questions that I came up with, lots of them, um, they couldn't, they they didn't have the information to give it to me. (laughs) And I suppose I was trying to make a point because it didn't make sense to me that how could you burn when you're already dead? I mean, you know, you're dead. (laughs) But anyway, we need to hear from Rama. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Okay, honey, go. Go, go, go. Greetings, everyone. Hi, Rama. Hi there. I could say we're in a most unique moment in this cosmic space-time story because <laughs> uh, it, it's Right at that point where, you know, we're going to need Gandalf or Obi-Wan or Yoda to save the day. And it's really us that are showing up. The Gandalf, Yoda, and Obi-Wan and all of us is showing up. That's right. And (laughs) um, I heard this interesting interplay discussion today with Dar Jamal Vandana. Tell people who he is. Darjamal 
was born in Iraq, and he's a journalist. He writes for truthout.org. And, and he's a faction three white knight. Yes. He is a total amazing, enlightened human being on top of all that. Yeah. Yes. He was embedded in Iraq with the U.S. soldiers, and he saw things that I can only describe her out of the movie Hellboy, and then so. And, and nobody knows what you're talking about if they're not into that. I'll just say that, you know. What I know the, what Hellboy is. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but they were talking today, Dar Jamal, Vandana Shiva, and Katrina Vandenhovel on this show called New Dimensions. And they were speaking about this particular time we're in as we're about oh we're in this 11 11 and a half year solar minimum and what that's talking about is there are virtually no sunspots no solar flares and we're coming into this period where there will be a solar maximum Soon, coming soon. Coming soon. That means there's going to be a whole pile of solar flares again. And, and this has to do with the, you know, the quote-unquote solar flash or the transfiguration of our sun. And with this <sighs> particular time, um, all three of these folks were talking about how in the ancient prophecies of the Vedas and the Hindu scriptures, right at this time, the Mahdi Kalki Maitreya shows up, or Lord Maitreya, to help save the day. And it's not, in a sense, he's showing up to save us. It's part of this grand cycle that we're in that Carl Kalaman talks about in Barbara Hanclow of the ending of the Kali Yuga cycle and Sat Yuga. And already we understand that the age of Aquarius is already entering or entered and we're experiencing different electromagnetic frequency changes in our bodies and everything around us and this has to do with Aquarius. Aquarius is that magnetic electrical energy. Uranus, sudden change. And what these folks were talking about is the fact that so many prophecies are speaking right now about the return of Kalki Maitreya or Lord Maitreya and how he, as part of the other ascended masters, sisters, and brothers of the ascended master realms, come and interact with us here in the physical, along with the sacred 13 grandmothers and the other indigenous elders who have some solutions how to get things back on track with us and the planet. 
And what they were saying is Greta, even though she pushes buttons and she has a way of getting under your skin with what she says, she is stirring the pot with this new coming energy coming in. And um, they spoke about how all these rumors out there that George Soros is behind her, and that is not the truth. The fact of the matter is, is that there are many galactic individuals that are stepping into the physical here to help with this great upliftment process that have to do with how things are being revealed and um, how they left this story is expect expect something wonderful in the context that Lord Maitreya is showing up now with the rest of the folks and I not being given dates or they didn't talk about that but they are just saying they never talk about dates no no it's just right at this time energetically everybody's waking up to these new energies coming in it's shaking the old systems the old patriarchy asunder and this is why they are acting and reacting in a way to consolidate their forces and create this absolute iron fist control over the planet, yet the planet Gaia Vaiwamas is doing the shifting and changing and lifting everything up and there are physical things happening. There are ships coming out of Mount Popo in Mexico. And this is a regular occurrence. Mount Where is Mount Popo in Mexico? Yeah. Where? Uh, I think near Guadalajara. I'm not sure exactly. Guadalajara is not in Mexico. Okay, well... <laughs> it's called Mount Popo, and this has been a regular occurrence, and it's happening almost every day now, where ships are coming out of the volcano, and they're being seen as fireballs, or just these streaks shooting across the sky, circling around the volcano, and coming back and hovering, and more and more people are seeing it, the Mexican or the governments in, you know, Central uh, America are talking about this, and it's just one of those signs. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's in Southern Mexico. Some. Maybe it is. I think it is. Okay. Sorry. I've been to Guadalajara, but I had this think that I thought it was the next one over down south. You're right. Um, wow. Of that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's as you know, much you know. as I 
heard you know, today. Rama. Yeah. I want you to think about being my guest on the show in the near future. Okay. Wonderful. Good. Sure. Yep. That's great, Omina. I want to interview you. Rama All right. knows a whole lot of stuff that he hasn't. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, keep going. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> I want to okay. know who else did you talk to? I just want to say Captain Randy put out here, uh, Vulcan Popocatepetl, whose name is the Aztec word for smoking mountain towers, to 5,426 5, meters 70 kilometers southeast of Mexico City. So if it's five, it's 15,000, it's 16,000 some feet in in feet, if that's how many meters it is. Mm-hmm. That's one big story there. And 70 kilometers, that's about 40 some miles or so, 35, 40 miles southeast of Mexico City. Not too far. All right. Thank you, Randy. Um, what I've also heard today is Roger Stone got 40 months, which is uh, a slap it's, it's on the three, wrist. Three years and four months. It's a slap on the wrist. And uh, these and guys are very, very much nervous about what is forthcoming. And Bernie, I mean, President Trump said he's going to pardon them. Yeah. So that isn't going to do any of it. And it was cut down from the uh, law books that <coughs> said he should get seven to nine years. Yes. And now, they're, yeah. So, and what I'm seeing that this is causing is people to wake up that there's no way to save the way the system is. It has to change. Got to pull the plug and put the whole thing down the drain. And then Nasara puts the new system in, which is based in the teachings of St. Germain and all those sevens that Omina's talking about, violet flame, and it brings the spirit of the zeitgeist back to the land. Well, what I see... Is an explosion. An explosion? I don't know if it's going to be an implosion or an explosion because the arrogance is 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 gotten to such a high level right. that they're blinded to an awful lot of things, and that's what's going to be that's what's going to cause the downfall or the implosion or explosion, whatever. It's something is going to happen that they're not letting <laughs> see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's got to give. Yes, what you're saying. Yes, something. It's it's like it's building up, and I still see the black ops of America and Israel there. So yeah. that could mean something altogether different. But they're still there. I don't know if they're waiting for the chance, but they're still there. Well, this is an interesting piece. Mayor Pete is an agent of Netanyahu in Israel, and the CIA loves Mayor Pete. He, uh-huh. is, their, he is their guy to, 
to uh, keep you know, everything in place. Yeah, that's right, and it is the worst idea to even have considering this man in the Oval Office. Yeah. And um, uh, and, yeah. and he's duping you mean people. It's the worst like idea of putting Mayor P in the office, or keeping the one yeah. that's there in the office. Both are bad. Both. <laughs> Both. Same difference. It, it's like Mayor P. Let's say is a little more conniving and cunning with Netanyahu. Yeah, he's very, very educated. He can speak seven languages. He's a master concert pianist, and. You got an education like that, and then you make a deal to sheep. But he also has the military background. Yeah. He and he killed tons of people in Iraq. I mean, listen, listen, listen. Who do we have that's good? Bernie. 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 (laughs) Well, now the problem with Bernie is, if you look at the masses, his light might be just a little bit too bright. That it blinds people and they can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Mind well, you, he he won the Democratic candidacy last time, Omida. They just fixed the numbers. Yes. Well, well they were talking today about Russia wants Trump back in there, and they're already interfering with the elections. That came out okay. today. Okay, Omina, I got to tell you something. Every time you hear Russia, you got to put Hillary Clinton in place of it. I can't go there because it, I she's not in the White House. I no, but she's head of the White deep state. She's completely head of the total deep state since 1991. So what can we put in there that's positive so we can put our energy into that <coughs> the change that we need to create? Well, you got to correct you in, in the story because Russia has never done any of it. That's all product of the deep state. It's all propaganda. So you need to know that. And that's a positive thing that you get educated to know that that's the truth so that you get wise enough to look between the lines and say, okay, that's propaganda and this is the truth. That's the positive part. And where's all that coming from? Where's all what coming from? Where the... Where is the information coming from that what we're buying into is not the truth, that Hillary is in the deep, dark state, whatever that is? I don't know what that is, to tell you the, the truth. The deep state is where the pyramid, you know, we sent you that pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the controlling force. And the deep state is where the funneling of the control of those pyramid people tell everybody what to do. There is no power in the White House except coming from your heart. And Barack Obama did it. Mm-hmm. In other words, he was completely controlled by this mechanism. Yet, because of his heart and because of the ways he could figure out how to do it with help, from the Galactics. You know that Rama's been talking to the Galactics and he's been talking to the Faction Three White Knights. And the Faction Three White Knights are connected with something called the Sovereign World Militia Forces. The Sovereign World Militia Forces are a combination of galactic intervention 
and human beings on the ground. There are 4 million of those 20 million sovereign world militia forces that are human beings on the ground. The other 16, 16 million are galactics, and they have gone, you've got to go back to 1949 when Israel became the 51st state of the Union and they covered it up. In other words, you're not going to learn this. They kept it at the deep state level. So the United States has been being controlled not by the people of Israel, by the head of, you know, like the prime minister. The prime minister, every single prime minister that was elected wasn't really elected, was selected, just like in this country. There's never been... There's only been a very few people that were really elected. In other words, if they couldn't control the people's minds, you know, and that's what happened with Barack Obama. The people felt his heart so strongly that they didn't care what the news was saying. They voted for him. And they tried to stop that even. They threw away at least 10 million votes. They just threw them in the ocean or the garbage or wherever they got rid of them. And if you went and got one of those those uh, uh, provisional votes, provisional they, ballot, pro, provisional ballots, they never counted any of them. So tell me, where's the hope? The hope is the galactic part of ourselves. We always say greetings in the uh, all you commanders, eagles, and angels. Yep, we we are all of the above. And this human form is just something that we have as a vehicle so that we can help on the ground of Earth Mother. We're not anything else. We are not the body. We are pure spirit. And I know you know that, Omina. I know that, but I'm living on a planet. I'm living in a country that seems to be going down the Nazi Hilter way. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm and going a lot. No, no. Let me finish. So there's a lot of people out there that feel that. There's a lot of fear being fed into it. There's a lot. I mean, there you have all the Trumpsters out there who think that they're going to be saved by the Orange Lord, and they're not. Okay, and and I mean, the man parades around in the in the Indy 500, just like Hitler paraded around in his car. Yeah, and, absolutely. And totally. So I'm looking for, and for all our listeners, I'll speak for them too, where's the hope? Because the galactics, and I understand that, and I respect all of that, but they're not tangible. Most people don't have enough faith. Yes, and Almina, listen just for a minute. The reason that they're attempting this, and I want you to know it's not just recently. You know, when they, um, and I'm going to put it in quotations, they killed JFK Sr. They did not kill JFK Sr. They killed a clone of JFK Sr. And JFK Sr. is alive and well, and it'll be 100 and I believe four next year. And he is alive and well, and he will be back. 
And the same thing for Lady Di. They did not kill Lady Di. They did not kill Dodie. And they did not kill Henri Paul at all. No. And the passenger lived, uh, but he had every bone in his body broken. But he lived, and he's he's repairing, and I don't know what stage of that is. But those three were clones, and those three did not get in any trouble. They did not die, and they're all alive and well. And so this is called galactic intervention, because in 1945, <coughs> no, there was a prime directive, and I'm just going to tell a little quick bedtime story. 450 billion years ago, when we decided to leave antimatter and enter the matter universe of Nebadon, which is the universe of Nebadon is where we're living right now, uh, it, it, it was created, co-created and it's, uh, by the 12th dimensional beings of light. In other words, we were all angels. Yet one-third of us decided to not cooperate. And two-thirds of us, and we're talking about trillions and trillions of souls. It's not comprehensible at this sort of place, except to remember that all time is always present. In other words, we're saying 450 billion years ago, but that's a figure we can't comprehend, but it's always present. The way we comprehend that is by meditation and prayer and consciousness. All time is now. All time is now. The fact of the matter is that two-thirds of us trillions and trillions and trillions of folks, uh, we decided to go along with this idea of lowering our vibration into density. Uh, and yet we asked the, you know, the higher beings not to intervene with us. In other words, we wanted to find out for ourselves who we were. We got, quote unquote, in a matter of speaking, bored with being in infinite bliss. Uh, and I, I don't understand how you get bored being, <laughs> being immortal. Uh, it has to no, be. I, I agree with that. I do think that we were bored uh, in bliss. We wanted to do more with our energy. And look what we've created. <laughs> yeah. So we lowered our vibration and and we co and we were consulting with mother and um, with mother we co-created this universe of Nevadon, which would be based in polarity. All six other super universes are not in polarity; they're in unity consciousness, and they always have been, and they always will. But this was an experiment, and Mother said, fine, go for it. I won't bother you, except for one thing. So we all said, what's that? There's a prime directive that you have to know that we will intervene if you go over the line and, you know, you break that, that prime directive. And we said, okay, what's that? It's non-intervention in a civilization's development unless... In case of psychic or nuclear war, we will not let you do either. And we will step in with our four paws on the ground and we will give you a lesson you won't forget. And Mother said it does not include violence, but it does include accountability. 
and it does make it clear to you that you will not be allowed to do those things. Right. You'll either grow or you'll either go or grow. That's right. <laughs> Good for you. Nice little yeah. slogan. That's go or grow. Okay. The other thing is that we violated that prime directive in 1945. We said, we'll do it anyway. And don't think for one second, the ones that did that don't know this because they are dark uh, reptilian people of the fifth dimensional kind that, mm -hmm. that vied for this earth to be their own. Ever since they destroyed the great crystal in Atlantis. Mm -hmm. And so this is a story that's been going on for eons. As a matter of fact, the reptilians of the Zeta Reticuli destroyed <clears throat> their own planet with nukes. Something like 2,000 plus years ago. They literally did that. And another one is that the uh, Anunnaki, those are the fallen angels. It's another name for the fallen angels mm -hmm. or the malevolent ones, uh, the reptilians. Uh, they were thrown off the planet by mother because they were playing with this. Uh, when did when did Maldek go supernova? How long ago was that? It's a long time ago. Oh. Anyway, mother just threw them off the planet and said, you're going to go live on Maldek. And they were fighting. They were fighting, you know, Anunnaki on both sides. They were trying to kill each other. So she threw them out. So what they did is they separated. They didn't join together. And one half of Maldek, the planet Maldek, and the other half of the planet Maldek had those two forces separated. They both had nukes. And so one day, you know, everything was calm, yet one day an earthquake disturbed one of the nuclear cycles, silos, on one side of the planet where the capital city was called Baldura. And so the nuke went off. And on the other side, it was trajectory was toward that side, and the capital city of, of the other side was Vara. So the people that were monitoring the nuclear weapons, they said, uh-oh, they're attacking us. So they struck back, and they sent the entire planet supernova. And now that, that place, and that, that place where the orbit of Maldek was, has asteroids. It's the asteroid it's belt. It's called the asteroid belt. And the planet that was on the other side was Jupiter, and the planet on this side was Mars. So that's, you know, Earth is the third planet, Mars is the fourth planet, Maldek was the fifth planet, and then Jupiter was the sixth planet. Now Jupiter's the fifth planet, because there is no planet there. Now the thing is, when it went supernova, the hydrogen fallout moved into the gravitational field of Mars and it took all the water on the surface of Mars off with it and it kept going and that became the 40 days and 40 nights rain 6,000 years ago on planet Earth. Radioactive and rain. And it was radioactive rain. 
and Noah, who was an Atlantean sea captain, had an amphibious starship called the Ark to help save the people. It wasn't... That's the true story of Noah's Ark. It wasn't a wooden boat with a bunch of primitive Neanderthals on a boat. <laughs> no. Thank you for that up. <laughs> Absolutely, positively. Now, now, Melchizedek was one of Noah's sons, and I believe he was the seventh son. Yeah. And this one, Melchizedek, is holding the office of the Christ for the whole planet at the time. Mm -hmm. And still is. And still is. That's what we say in the office of the Christ and only in the office of the Christ. To the power of the cosine of Judah, physically manifest, physically manifest, physically manifest now. And we underestimate what we do when we come together in that office of the Christ and do what we're doing right now. It is the most powerful thing we could do. Let's be very clear, because it's not something small. It goes into the atmosphere around the planet, and it provides the opportunity for everybody on this planet and every animal and every plant to receive it, to receive that love. That's how powerful the work we do as we do this now. The purple, purposeful thing of what Nasara is, I'm, I was talking to Marita, what, just yesterday? Mm. And we were talking about Marita, remember, when we started this together, we were together and we were talking about Nasara and that the overall umbrella for Stargate Roundtable and uh, the hard news on Friday and the galactic history of our world and the history of Nasara law, that's what our Saturday show is all about. Okay, so Stargate Roundtable, Stargate, first of all, we're talking about moving through Stargates back and forth where the heavenly beings or the spiritual beings and us earthly beings are being merged together in consciousness. That's what Stargate Roundtable means. So we're thinking, everybody, of changing the name because Marita's saying she's taking her Stargate Roundtable talk. When we met Marita, she was talking about her land being an Ashtar command base. That's how she got the name. That's right. Yep. And we said, a woman after our own heart. Hi, Marita. <laughs> <laughs> and Marita said to us, she said, yeah, but when? And the when of it is that, you remember St. Germain is in charge of the whole project. St. Germain never died. They just made propaganda and said he's gone. Forget about him. He died. He did not die. And he's been here since he was born in 1561, and he's not left the planet. And he has no intentions of doing it. His purpose is to stay with us and teach the teachings that you just told me, his sevens and sevens and sevens and sevens, so that everybody... Uh, okay, Mer Randy's saying here, 
Rama better explain that Obama is a double agent. Absolutely. Yes. As many people believe the bad press about him. I am receiving texts saying that he is a traitor. No. I know. We know. We all know this. There are He's three. He's not a traitor. Pardon? You're saying Obama is a traitor? What Randy is saying that he's receiving tons of emails and everything else because there's a bad press out across the globe that's saying Obama is a traitor. And that's coming from... It's all over the place. We need need to counteract that. Yes, but there are three that are double agents. In other words, two others with Obama making three. And this is going to be really a wake-up point because Obama is a double agent, Putin is a double agent, and President Xi is a double agent. You mean these are all bad people? No, being a double no, agent. the opposite. It's just the opposite. Maybe you need to explain that. Yes, a double agent means they know about the galactics, they've met with the galactics, Got and they know, they know that the ones that have been controlling the planet, that big pyramid, those are the ones that have been controlling everything. And if you look on the bottom of that pyramid, uh, on the bottom, they say the worldly, all the world leaders and all the po- politicians are not in that pyramid. I mean, that means they're toys of that dark pyramid. They're just using them like toys, like market points, marker points, so that they can stay in power and they can tell them what to do, you know, in various ways or else. You know, they gave Eisenhower a heart attack twice. Who did that? Dark, dark pyramid people. Why? Because a, a what's valiant Thor, a galactic being, was yeah. living in the Pentagon for three years of Eisenhower's last term. And Eisenhower was being briefed. And then there were two times when two different galactic uh, groups. groups met with Eisenhower on their ships. The first one was in Edwards Air Force, which was called Air Base in California, but it was called something else then. It wasn't called Edwards Air Base. I forgot the name of it. Murdoch or Mur- Murdoch or Murtoch Base. Anyway, he he went on their ships and they took him up. These were the not so nice the group, grays the grays and what they did is they gave him a choice but they threatened ex- you know to execute him and all of his family otherwise you do what we're saying and so they agreed on something where they said we have the right to um uh what do you call that when they uh, abduct we have the right to abduct your people and do experiments on them we promise we won't hurt them, which they lied on top of lie, a top lie. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we want to do experiments on your people. And then we'll give you technologies in exchange for that. And your other choices, we're going to get rid of you and your whole family. Great choice. Not too much, right? So Eisenhower agreed for that other option. 
So that's why we've had all kinds of abductions and all kinds of interferences and very dark stuff going on. And that was all classified. Nobody got to know. They would abduct animals too, you know, the cow abductions, or they come in here and they splice and dice and leave the dead cow and, and do experiments with those things. All that stuff. The other one was at Homestead Air Force Base, and those were good guys, the Pleiadians. And they took them up on their ship and they said, we're here to intervene in your civilization's development. And that these ones that you made the deal dirt cheap with, they're not having your best interest in mind. And that's why we're here to intervene and assist you. We will not do it for you. Yet we will assist you. And you have some options as to how you can help people. And that is the reason that Eisenhower said beware. And he wrote all these things down. And his overlords from this dark pyramid said, we'll not let you say all those things. But what he actually said is beware of the of the bio biological military military industrial complex, uh, industrial media complex, including the media and congressional and the congressional complex. Right. Oh, yeah. All five, biological, uh, military, industrial, meaning all these corporations, uh, me, um, congressional media complex. That's the right way to put it. So the deal is, by doing that, um, uh, today... Oh, yeah, Randy's going to be the guest. Okay. Yes, and it's almost time. It is time for him to bring him on. So, okay, so let's Guys, let's continue this. Let's continue this. Remember, this is a round table. Don't stop now. Oh, okay. Okay, Randy knows what we're going to say. And then I'm going to lead into a few things because what was said with this is part of my talk. So, continue, Ramon Tara. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Okay, so. What happened is that he said these things, and it was after he was attacked at a distance with a double heart attack, and he still said it. That's called courage combined with leadership. He knew he was on his way out. He had nothing to lose, and he said, I was asked by the Pleiadians to warn people. And this is something I can do. So I'm saying this. But they didn't let him say anything except uh, beware of the, what did he actually get to say? Only one of those things. Biological military military industrial complex. He got to say three of those things. That's right. So the people didn't get to have the awareness that the media was not their friend. And they didn't get to have the awareness that the Congress was not our friend either. And the, the, the party system was created by those dark people in that pyramid. And they never had anything to... And they said, this will keep people busy thinking they have freedom and they have a right to vote. Never happened. And like I said, it only happened rarely. It happened in the case of... Uh, 
of Bobby Kennedy, I mean, uh, JFK. JFK Sr. Even though that was close, and Nixon was just the opposite of him. The complete opposite. And that's how ignorant the people were. Yet the people were ready more for what they could feel, even though that was the first Catholic president and never intended that to happen either. But he had heart. And the people recognized, and he won. The same thing, and the next one was Obama. Nothing in the middle. And every time there's a Republican in office, they rob everybody blind and they put it on the they put it on the debt. You know, they make a humongous debt. And then when they get when the Democrats get in, they say, Look what you're doing, you're making a mess out of everything. You know, and and, and so that's the, the name of the game. So the game plan is to keep people in polarity. And see, we asked for it. We asked for a polarity event on the planet and leave us alone, Mother. And then the thing that Mother also warned way back there 450 billion years ago is that I'm not going to intervene, yet you have free will choice. Yet remember, for every choice, there are consequences, good, bad, and ugly. And what they did is ignore that. And they just put it on the debt. You know, we have so much debt. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, I was saying this some weeks ago that, you know, the situation with the economy is going to, I mean, you said you saw an explosion. It is in the process of blowing up completely. But there's another thing, yet there's another thing that's been going on that's been out of people's sight. And that is that these reptilians you know the banksters are reptiles all these people are reptiles they have no heart in other words these people decided from the very beginning long and long ago to delete their 12th strand of dna the 12th strand of dna is about heart love about love in other words they wanted to go for profit we these con- convenient terms profit greed power Everything you can think about like that. And they had no intentions of using love whatsoever. And that's been going on for eons of time. Yet all time is present. Now, in these last moments in time, the astrology is showing it. And it's just, it's astonishing. And the light coming in is astonishing. I mean, and it's higher light. It's the kind of light, and this is where the explosion is also there, that is shining now, that is so high that this situation where people have committed to themselves to darkness and greed and power and money and control, it's not working. They're having trouble staying in their bodies and keeping themselves intact. And that's what we're seeing the living thing about this with with Donald Trump. And uh, it's come out just in the last week or so or two that Dr. Julian Frank, he's a psychoanalyst, and others that have access to things that have been covered up 
that Donald Trump has been doing cocaine since the 70s. And that means around in his 30s. And it got worse and worse and worse. And when he was doing his celebrity apprentice, apprentice so many people saw white dust on his nose, under his nose. In other words, he was so out of it that he didn't even care that that was going on. And if you look at him on stage, he's constantly going, like trying to get his breath. And he's also uh, missing words and slurring words. That's the cocaine. Yet now he's been combining the cocaine with meth and Adderall. And uh, another word, I don't know the way, it's a long word, it's something I didn't hear. So anyway, this person, what Dr. Justin Frank said is he's destroyed his prefrontal lobe Mm. uh, because that's what happens. And the prefrontal lobe is the place where spiritual divine emotion comes from in Mm -hmm. the brain. Um, There's another place where the lower ego comes from in the brain. I don't have it right now. But there's a doctor that talked about this, and we're going to play it. It was on RT. So what's coming now is the ability for more and more of this truth at a time when more and more light is coming into the hearts of the people, which are waking up rapidly right now. Remember Omina? About six months ago, you say we were at 40, 50, 60, up to 70%, and then Mother said it's been up to 90% even. Okay. So we're coming to the end, and it's going quite rapidly, and people are going to be able to see this. And it's very interesting that there's a group of people that are having these debates, not down to six nonetheless, Um. This thing was with uh, with uh, the former mayor of New York, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. He is going to really crack the codes, just like uh, uh, Trump, because he's so out of line with the Constitution, with the law, with the rule of law, with anything that we've ever had there, that people are just, they don't know what to do. And the thing is, too, that they've been saying that Bernie's not a Democrat. He's a social Democrat. And social Democrat is different than socialism, which people align with communism. Not so. And there is a wonderful professor, Richard Wolff, and he's having every week lessons where he's teaching people the history of this country and what libertarianism is and what... You know, all of these other, um, uh, you might say, principles or philosophies, but they're connected with very dark things if you go farther back. You know, they say libertarians about, you know, uh, um, smoking dope and getting laid. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Libertarianism is where the Nazism comes back in. And, you know, uh, was it was it David Koch? He ran for president, right, in 1980. 
on the libertarian platform. And David Koch and Charles Koch, and they've got two other brothers, and they've just stayed behind. But they funded Stalin. And they supplied him with all the fossil fuels in the world he needed. And in other words, they are a Nazi background. Their mother was a total Nazi. And this is, and it's all covered up. Yet we're ready now. We've gone through all these years. And so Marita was saying, when, the when of it is that all of these things are now educable. And you coming in here, Omina, that's why I said, was it last week or the week before? I said, it's Omina time. You okay. know what that, you know what that means. It means no. you are you are having access to truth about individuals and about greater stories of truth that cover the whole planet. Uh-huh. And you also have information coming directly to you from Archangel Michael, Saint Germain, and you're able to easily you don't have any barriers. You're able to easily, with the wisdom of your heart, tell people the truth that has been very hard for people to face. That that is what time it is right now. That is totally what it is. And Randy, you step in any time. But right now, um, we know things because the faction of three white knights are the ones that are unraveling this behind the scenes. You know, people don't need to know what's going on, but they're going into the darkest bowels of this planet. And with Mother, with Saint Germain, with Archangel Michael, with, again, 16 million galactics and 4 million on the ground. The four million of the ground are the faction three white knights. And they're global. And as this comes forward, it's getting extremely close. And the reason why is because this story that he was told about today, um, and I'll just read it really quick because Rama was just kind of saying a lot of things so people might know. But I just want to read this really quick. Rama says, I received a call from Professor Z. Professor Z is? Um, He's a galactic human that escaped from Los Alamos. And he was tortured and everything else. But he's a galactic human. And he has the uh, Faction 3 White Knights uh, badge on him. So Professor Z and Sibel Edmonds, remember, remind people who Sibel Edmonds is. Um, she was the FBI translator who is the most gagged woman in history about 9-11. And she was um, hired by the Dark Ones to do the translation six days after 9-11. And she knows it all, and she's a total faction three white knight. And we talk about 9-11 as the Reichstag fire of Hitler. You're absolutely right, Omina. This is time we want Hitler back. Why is that time for that? Because the people are waking up and they can't control them. And if you see it all over the world, 
people are out in the streets and saying no more. No more. And Mother Earth is in dire trouble. We're only supposed to be no higher than 350 parts per million of pollution in our atmosphere, in our soil, in our waters, everything. And and it's up to 460 parts per million. 16, excuse me, parts per million. That is place where Bill McKibben calls it the the uh, you know the place where you can't return. In other words, the earth is in so much damage. It's just like, you know, our sister was saying that it might not be long for the body. Uh, the body of Mother Earth is like that. It's like there's a red line and they're going over the red line. I mean, the amount of pollution in our food, in our water, in our, in our bodies is, you know, at a point where it's beyond the pale, you might say. And so, just to say that. Okay, so that means intervention too because uh, the psychic holocaust is so bad that people are being told there is no climate change. Not real. And that's not true, of course. Okay, so um, Lord Rama, they said to me, Lord Rama, Turkey is creating a situation in the Middle East that is a fuse that is already burning. Uh, Erdogan made a deal with President Trump. Erdogan is a massive dictator and he's everything. He's a criminal of highest import and he kills lots of people. Uh, to go ahead and have the United States Air Force bomb the outskirts of Idlib. Uh, uh, and Idlib is in northern Syria at the border with Turkey. And so many thousands and thousands and thousands of people have been killed there. And they've been saying that Russia's been doing it or Syria's been doing it. Not true. The United States has been doing it all. And there was no war declared there. Just like there was no war declared in Iraq. Just like there was no war declared in Afghanistan. And just like we did not have a treaty after World War II at all. Which means that World War II is still going on. And they're, call, they're just deciding what they're going to invade next. That has to do with the National Defense Authorization Act. And there was only one person in Congress, her name is Barbara Lee, that voted against that. Everybody else voted for it. What the National Defense Authorization Act says, we don't have to declare war. We don't have to consult Congress. We can just do anything we want. And the Korean War happened and everything else after that. It was just impunity for profit. The United States is the only country on earth that does everything for profit at the military end of a gun. Doing regime change in countries all over the world. We are the worst, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, we are the worst purveyors of violence on earth. And it's 100% the truth. So, so the problem is, is that 
in the bombing coming from the United States, two Turkish soldiers on the ground in that outskirts of Idlib were killed. Now, that's a problem. In the news, the cover story, the propaganda is saying either Russia or Syria did the bombing. Since Turkey, Turkey's two soldiers were killed and Turkey is a member of NATO, a Western alliance, now, and the United States did it, but there'll be nobody knows, still looks like somebody else that's not from the West did it, now there is talk of war. So now Sibel and Edmund said to Rama, Lord Rama, there will be no war. Erdogan is very temporary, and he will be gone soon. And then they said, um, uh, we will be seeing you very, very soon. Now that word in that statement is we will be seeing you. In other words, talking to you is not what they said, Rama. So what we know about that, when they say we will be seeing you, they're talking about Nasara being very, very close. What do you have to say to that? Is that I true? I would concur. Yeah. And there are no dates. That's correct. But um, that Rama hasn't heard those words for years and years and years and years. So the work that they have been doing, you know, to oust behind the scenes these reptilians and all their dark plans is great. It's very, very great. Um, so then the king of swords texted me and he said, Lord Rama, there are whistleblowers that are coming forward with the knowledge of the stargates in Turkey as well as in Syria. Now, Rama, you've been telling us that even though there's all this fighting going on, the primary thing that these reptilians want is the stargates. And the stargates have been there since the beginning. They're part of the what the original... Um, the guardian races, the founding fathers or mothers, if you will, the original watchers, not the fallen angels that helped to propagate life forms throughout our local universe in the very beginning. This was when the stargates were first formed out of different kinds of off-planet metals on, on this planet, and to this day, these stargates are still intact because of these off-planet minerals of which the stargates are made of. And they have a sentience. These they stargates have, a sentience. have sentience. But and they see. have the ability to shield up. They have the ability to protect themselves. Although, what we can say, Rama, you said this about propagating life forms. Uh, they violated a, a cosmic law. They, they, it's, they say when the gods copulated with the daughters of men, <coughs> that was a violation big time. That's when there was a split in the civilizations that had to do with a dispute between Enki and Enlil. And Enki and Enlil. Enki is another name for... 
Marduk. Or the shadow side of Alcyon, which is also known as Jehovah. Right, and the shadow side of Alcyon, the twin flame of Mother Sekhmet, is um, not evil. Yet, when the violation of the sons of gods copulated with the daughters of men, what happened is that there was a super big compromise. So that the children born of these transgressions uh, had skills and gifts and they didn't have the knowledge of what to do with them in the right way. So they committed all kinds of evil deeds. Okay, so, oh, did you say, okay? No, it's just, this is Randy. Yeah, it's time. okay, Ron, Randy said to keep going. And, and this I, is where, when we say children of raw, meaning the children of the sun, but let's take those two letters and look at one word in the English language brain use your brains the guy's got no brains what that is really referring to is the eye of Ra the third eye presence of pure spirit and pure knowing the fallen ones their eye is not open, which means their heart is not open. Science and doctors and everything else, they're figuring out now that in the electromagnetic chemical structure of the human body, there are more connective highways between the heart and the operating system of the body than the brain. This is upsetting every single thing. It's upsetting everything. Because let's look at something else. Let's look at propaganda through history. After and during, actually during World War II, they were doing all sorts of experiments in movie theaters all around the world to see what people would believe as they run their newsreels. They were actually starting this when they first started to do newsreels. And once they figured out that they could use sound, music, and pictures to influence the public, that was it. That was the beginning of your MK Ultra mind control programming, what we today call propaganda. And when you use your brain, when you use your third eye, you see through all of this and you see the truth for what it is. And the Galactics told me, while you guys were all talking, that they need us just as much as we need them. What they need us to do is quite simple. They need us to anchor our light energy from our higher being selves into this planet. And when we do this into the planet, Mother Earth takes that energy and uses it to help her keep sustaining life, all life. To Mother Earth, all life is precious, every single thing. We're like Mother 
and Father Elcion deal with the fallen ones. Not us. That's not our job. Our job is to anchor the light into this world and keep on going. We often talk about Babylonian word magic. We often, people say, well, when is it time? When is it time? When's it going to happen? What's about soon? Let's look at Babylonian word magic and look at a couple words. Time. Let's rearrange the letters. I am E T. I am extraterrestrial. None of us are from here. We just decided to come down to this little blue planet to have an experience as a human being, heavenly, universal man. Because one thing that I constantly are told from the beings I talk to in my meditations and in the dream world is the human race is the most unique race, period, because of what? Because of our heart and our emotions and how we can redirect that energy and help others. But one thing we have to realize, you cannot help anyone who does not want help. The fallen ones are screaming for help in certain ways, but they won't accept it because they took that out of their own sequencing. So we are on a progressive scale here. Of Like Omina said, there's going to be an explosion. And that explosion is going to be simple awareness. Many years ago, many years ago, I started to take and look at NASA photographs. And they're called the SOHO program where they took pictures of the sun. I actually met a gentleman from JPL. And we got into a very vivid discussion about these colorized photographs that were going around on the internet. And he starts to laugh. And I said, well, what are you laughing at? He said, realize something. Every one of those color photographs have been colorized by someone. Because the satellites that are sending us back the images are raw data. There is no color. But since the public cannot understand or interpret these things because they haven't been taught how to, we colorize them to make them look good. So I asked him a very interesting question. I said, look, I have taken a lot of your 30-second slides, and I have made them into a little bit of a movie. And I want you to explain to me, when these certain things that we know as planets go around the sun, there are four points of light, what looks like light, coming from these planets as they circle the sun. He said, very good observation. He said, that's the main reason they colorize these photographs. They don't want people to know that there is no north-south pole. There's also north, south, east, and west. They want to keep that data away from the public because that is the key, he said, to awareness of the universe. 
He said, this is what's going on in the scientific world that the public does not know about. The scientists make all sorts of discoveries, but they're not allowed to publish them because it would upset the apple cart. It would upset the ruling class, like we talk about the talk of pyramid, of how they bamboozle us. Well, what's happening, people, is the archaeologists are all coming ahead and saying, look it, this is how things really are. Who built this? How did they do this? How did farmers with chisels and hammers take a 1,200 ton object and raise it up and stand it up? How did they do that? Ropes and pulleys? No. It's the fact of the thing is they had extra technology from the other beings that were here helping us, but they don't want us to know that. They don't want Randy, us to know. Yes? Randy, um, there's more to that story. Um, I just wanted to interject to help everybody. Uh, the ones from Aldebaran in the, in the stars, the galactics from Aldebaran, literally brought that pyramid of Giza and lowered it from space in their starship. And they lowered it from space already built right onto that 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 part of the ground that was never none of that story was true none of it it was already done and it was lowered on here for a reason that was another form of intervention because pi and remember barack obama right before about two weeks before his election he was i think it was the 13th and he was at pueblo colorado and there were all about 50,000 people there, and he was outside. And on CNN, uh, it was only happened once, and it's happened a couple of times when this happened. But on CNN, there was a, there were two starships over the his uh, right shoulder, very close. And I saw it on the screen, and a lot of people did, and they never showed that clip again. But later, just between, you know, somewhere between those two weeks, he kept on saying, I love pie. Remember that? What he was talking about was Pythagorean theorem. The square root of the right-angled triangle creates an infinite number system that no number is repeated twice or no patterns retreated twice. That's what he was talking about. He was talking about our immortality. He said, I love pi. Okay, so that's the first part of pyramid, pi. The second part of the pyramid is called Ra. What did you say about Ra, Randy? <laughs> Children of the sun. Correct. And, and then, the sun's a portal. That's right. And then mid. Okay, so what they're talking about is... What pi represents is, you know, love, because you don't have access to your immortality. So they're talking about the children of the sun's love of the, in the heart, in the center of all that is. That's what that pyramid holds, and it can never be lost. So that, that, that and the pyramid is that something that Dr. Richard Holwin spoke about 
in the um, what's the name of that two and a half hour talk, Rama? The hyperdimensional election of Barack Obama. And what that represents, because Barack Obama was a Manchurian candidate of, what's his name? Zbigniew Brzezinski. Uh, What's her name on the morning show? His daughter. Mita. Minka. Minka is Zbigniew Brzezinski's daughter, and the morning show is a complete propaganda from one end to the other on MSNBC. Yet, fire, the fire of the violet fire, fire in the middle, okay? Like pyra, fire, fire in the middle. So what they're, what that what that pyramid represents is, an, is the immortality of the soul connected to the heart. And that's why we're called children of Ra. And in a storyline, Mother says, Ra is my father. Mother Sekhmet spent 3,000 years in the physical, on the ground. And there are statues of her. Rama went and sat at the foot of Mother Sekhmet's statue and she animated herself while he was there in Luxor. And she got up off of her chair, 12 feet tall, and got down on the ground and sat next to him. And they had a little chat. Okay, I'm not going to go into that right now. But the point is that Mother's been able to come through Rama as a total trans channel ever since. And there's a reason for it. Because Rama is Ashtar's son. And Rama came here to help himself wake up for that because his story is long too. And he did some things in the fifth dimension. And we all did. Nobody excluded from that. That he's come here to in the greatest wisdom because in this incarnation he's been going up on the in the physical on the ships thousands and thousands of time since he was 13 on Mount Tamapias the first time. And there's a reason for that too. It doesn't have anything to do with giving any any credit other than to be the example like all of us of how to clear everything and have that clear channel so that we can assist others like Omina does every day. What do I do every day? You have a clear channel of helping oh, people. A yeah, total, there's nothing in the way. And you got true. Yeah. And you got a lot of help from them fairies, don't I know. <laughs> it's I still, true. I still yeah, wonder. Very true. I, it, it still amazes me. It totally right. amazes me. And and Caroline, she doesn't want to admit that she's equal to those collectives. <laughs> no, I think I'm equal. I think maybe on a higher level, I kind of back them up. You know, I'm one of their supporters. <laughs> but I don't no, think I'm equal to all of them. You know, and I'd like that you're, 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 you're right there with them. You're right I'd there like- with them. And I'd like to add something, Tara, to your to your pyramid story. Right. 
when I met one of the top quantum physicists, mathematicians, within 10 minutes of meeting with this man, he looked at me, he said, now look, you're not from here. You're from <laughs> hundreds of thousands of years in the future, and you were the best pilot they had to pilot the UFO that dropped the pyramid in Giza. Remember that. Okay, so he then said, you're... And remember the one thing. He said, I worked on the Manhattan Project. There were many of us that did not want or agree to make this device. But we were all threatened within an inch of our lives. You must do this or your career will end and everything will end, will end your life. Uh-huh. Exactly. Now, this is the thing people don't realize of how dastardly and evil it is. But let's look at this from a different point of view now. Exactly. Let's go higher above all of this. That this was a method of teaching the humans, the ones that are not awake, to awaken to realize that all of this was an experience to bring us into what we call, what we're doing right now, we're going from one yuga to another yuga. But what we're doing is we're raising our awareness of who? Ourselves. Ourselves. It's our higher self that exists in spirit. We're bringing that energy into our physical body to anchor into the earth, to ascend to a new level of awareness and take the physicality with us and this is what the planet wants us to be aware of. This is why all the animals are doing different things. Animals are leaving because they know their time is finished of what they have to do. But the compassionate people are trying to say, no, you can't, you can't leave. We have to save you. But they're not understanding that the spirit of the animal says, no, I no longer want to consume other flesh. Right. This is what's really happening with some kinds of animals. Let them do what they're supposed to do. They know what's going on way more than some humans. Those of us that have pets know this. Our animals are always communicating with us. And Captain and remember Randy, something little... else. Just a second, Tara. Remember oh. something else, people. Reach out to other people. I seen a YouTube video that was totally in German. And I kind of got the drift of what this person was saying. Uh-huh. So I emailed this person and said, and, in, and she said, I have broken English. Not understand. I can... My English is not that good, but my because she's German. So what I did was I formatted an email to her and give her lots of recommendations. In fact, that you keep on going what you're doing. She did respond back to me. So reach out, people. Reach out and make a comment. Do things. Email people if they give their email addresses. And that's our true thing of this round table. What's a round table? 
what happens at a round table? One is discussion. That's what the Knights Templar did. They had what? They had discussions of what they were doing. But what else did they do? They eat, they drank, they were merry, and they had fun. That's what the round table is really all about, is sharing of our experiences collectively. Because we're all doing this. It takes all of us to do this. It takes the entire human race to do what we're doing. Many people are doing so much work in the dream world, they don't even realize what they're doing. Oh, I'm so tired, you know. But I went to bed, I got 12 hours of sleep, but I'm tired. That's because you were working in dream time like you wouldn't believe. We're all working together on the dream time world. This is what the indigenous people are trying to teach us. And this is why they're attacking the indigenous people all around the world. The indigenous people are trying to protect their land. They're trying to protect water because they know how precious it is. But the oil and gas guys, they don't care in mineral. They don't care because what they're concerned about is the manipulation of energy for profit. Now, many years ago, I did research and we made an additive to end automobile pollution. We did. It was accepted by NAFTA because NAFTA was the North American Free Trade Act. It had nothing to do with the trade folks. It had to do with the fact that they wanted the different highways of the different countries for drug traffic and control. They used the automobile industry and the pollution as a, a ruse. I looked at an EPA advisor. We're talking on the telephone. I said, excuse me, sir. I'm not an educated person. I don't have lots of degrees behind my name. But I have what's called common sense. And how are you going to make an engine produce pollution-free exhaust when the very air that it's breathing is polluted? It's almost impossible. But we have a solution, and the solution's very cheap. And this is, this is we're working on it. And we proved it. But, folks, understand something. In United States alone, the sale of just gasoline is $750 million a day. So somebody comes up with an invention that's going to save 5%, 10%, 2, 3, 4, 5 miles per gallon in your car, that's going to put a big dent in these boys' profits. And they don't want that. So... This is why they're trying to push all the electric cars and everything else. But understand when you do electric, it's just to keep these industries going. When the SARA is declared and these 60,000 technologies get announced, it's going to be mind-blowing for people to learn of how long they've had technology to end pollution on the planet. And they didn't do it because of the greed factor. So I haven't driven a car in years. That's how I contribute to what they call the carbon footprint. Folks, it's a joke. 
the technology exists right now to convert our cars into pollution-free vehicles that we can still run on the highways. And the technology is there, but they don't want to do it because there's not enough profit for the oil and gas people. Well, guess what? You dinosaurs, it's time for you to also leave the planet. So, why do we keep saying blaze the violet fire? Blaze that flame. That flame is nothing but love energy. The fallen ones are incapable of love. So by blazing the violet flyer 24-7, everywhere you go, everything you do should be done with that energy behind it. And what that will do is that will speed up our ascension process. And bang, on comes the television. Captain Ashtar is on there. And that's it. Nasara is declared and we're on the way. No one knows really for sure how this is all going to change everything because everything is going to change. This is why they need to take over and stop the Internet, stop everything so that every device in the world, every phone, every computer will only have this on the screen. This is understand one thing. Think of the logistics and the analytic things that the galactics have had to do to prepare for this, to think out every single positive move and things that can happen. Trillions of operations and thousands of countless hours of meetings, negotiations with what? All the other kingdoms. It's not just the human race. The animal kingdom, the insect kingdom, 90% of the living biomass on the planet is what? Insects. Remember that. 90% of the living biomass on this planet are insects. We don't see them, but they have a very good job of keeping Mother Earth alive. Now, we're the caretakers of the garden. Well, we messed the garden up pretty bad. We didn't do it. The fallen ones forced us into doing it by taking our freedom away to think for ourselves. What's happening right now is this rebellion all over the world. It even includes children because the children have enough awareness that they know what they're being taught is not truth. And they're rebelling in their own way, in their own silent way. And a lot of them are being silent, but they know what's going on energetically. So, this is the thing. This is a movement of energy. And what is emotion? It's energy in motion. The moment you hold on to an emotion and you attach yourself to that emotion and you don't let the emotion go, you're now stuck in the middle of the road. We found this when we did the healing in our spa. The first thing you have to do to get someone to heal their disease, disharmony, is let go of the attachment to whatever that disease is. 
It does not matter what the name of it is. Let that energy go. Change your mind, you'll change your consciousness. When you change your mind and you change your thought and you change your consciousness, you'll change your blood. And your blood is your life force energy. But what they don't talk about is the other part of the human body, and that's a lymphatic system. That's your interstitial water that's in there. That's also consciousness. That's your water and your blood. And when you get a transformation of someone else's blood or someone else's organ, that consciousness is there. You cannot take that out. And in Australia, what wasn't talked about is when the indigenous people that would pass away, now they'd say, hey, that's a pretty good heart. Let's take that heart and transfer that into this Caucasian over here. The Caucasian person would wake up screaming. What's going on? Because he was seeing how the indigenous person seen the world from a different set of eyes because he had that consciousness in his heart. They don't talk about this. This is why they have to give them anti-rejection drugs. Because your RNA, DNA sequence and your beingness checks everything that comes into your body. Oh, I put a different kidney. I put it. Whoa, just a second. Yes, let's check. Okay, yep, yep. Oh, wait. That's a kidney, but uh, the codes aren't there. The genetic codes are not a match. This is not the kidney that belongs to this body. So the immune system begins to attack it because that's its job. So they give an anti-rejection drug so the immune system shuts down, doesn't attack the kidney or whatever it is we're transplanting. Now, my best one of my best friends, his mother was the first kidney transplant person in Canada from her twin sister. She was never the same. She lived, yes. Her consciousness changed. Everything changed. It was a battle for her her entire life to just keep on going because internally she was having a war with her twin sister over the ownership of the kidney. That's what my friend, he said, finally on mom's deathbed, she said, that's what was going on, son. Me and my sister were constantly in spirit fighting over the fact that, yes, you gave me your kidney because you love me. But part of me didn't accept it. Part of me did, part of me didn't. Then, he said, once that was done, once she accepted that point, just before she passed away, he said the peace that came over her was absolutely unbelievable. So folks, understand something. We are a very, very complex operating system that they call the human body. Heavenly, universal man. We're one race of people 
It does not matter the exterior color of the skin because that's the rental unit that you chose to come in. We're all human beings. We all come from source. That source is nothing more than pure love. That's it. Pure love. So, in any way that you can, love everything that you can. I used to say to people in the spa, and they said, you know, I think the problem with this is it's because of my brother or my aunt or my uncle. I said, is it? So one thing I ask you, go back to this person now, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, whatever it is, and say these words to him. You know, I'm just going to use a word. I'm just going to say the word George. You know, George, I love you as a brother, but you're still an asshole. Love the person for who they are, not what they do. This is where the human being is so unique in the emotional aspect of what they can do. You can love your brother, sister, whatever it is, for who they are. But you don't love what they do. And this is where the family feuds and all these things come in. Why do we do this? For the experience of it. When we're up there in the astral world, the spirit world, we all get together and a great being being say, well, hey, look at that place down there. What are you doing down there? That looks like an interesting place. Well, okay, guys, let's all go down there and you do this and you do that and you have these parents and I have these parents and we'll go down there and we'll have a great big party and we'll just do all this work. Except that one thing happens during the birth process. When we come out of the womb and we go through that birth canal out into the physical world, bang, the veil drops down. We call it the veil. But what's happening now is children are being born without that veil. Those of us that are older, we have had to work all our lives to remove that veil from us through experience. Some of us woke up early. Some of us are waking up later. It doesn't matter when you wake up, as long as you wake up. And as Omina, she's helping people every single day. All of us are helping people every single day that we meet them. We may say one or two simple words to them. Because we can see their own inner light trying to get out, trying to express itself. But the propaganda machine you must work nine to five. You have to have a, a house and 2.5 children and a dog, and that's your dream. Is it really? Is it really? People have been talking to homeless people and saying, you know, why are you like this? One lady said she walking down the road. She's seen this homeless person. She felt sorry for them. She said, you know, why, did I, why don't you have a home? She said, I don't want a home. He said, well, why don't you want a home? He said, because I'm free. I'm totally, absolutely free like this. You may not think so. I live in a tent, but I'm free. I'm free to explore everything. Because the system put me here. 
She said, what do you mean? He said, I'll have you know, I was a very successful business person. But all I talked and all I lived about was money. Money, 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 money. All I cared, I didn't care about my family. I didn't care about anything but business and money. And because of that, I lost them all. My family moved away. They separated from me. Then that affected me emotionally. I felt so sad. What did I really do to, to cause that? I didn't love them. I love the money more than I love my family. So he said, as things went on, I said, okay, that, I just that, leave them over there. They'll come back because they love me. He didn't come back. He said, so eventually I lost everything. This is my, he said, it's my lesson I'm teaching to myself now to realize that the material wealth, the material goods, isn't everything. He said, I lost what? Just possessions. But the most important thing is I lost my family and I'm now redeeming myself by living like this to understand the other side of the coin. Because when I was that guy sitting in that ivory tower, I looked at everybody else, ah, they're peons or this, they're that. They can't do that because they haven't got the brains. I've got the brains, I've got everything. He said, but now my brains are keeping me going, keeping me living. He said, and yes, you can take me out and I'll have a meal, but that's it. That's fine. So the lady did. She took him out. She bought him new running shoes. She bought him a coat, everything else. He thanked her for it. The next week, the lady was going back down the same path on her bicycle. And her bike had a flat tire. And she recognizes the man. He's coming up to her with a new bicycle tube. He said, here, you need this. She said, no. She said, you, he said, you need this. You're broken down on your path. You help me. So now I am in return helping you. He gave up one of his possessions to her as a sign of love, acceptance, and caring. And this is the thing people, we have to understand thing. The common denominator of the human nature is what? Loving and caring. But because of the manipulation through time of the fallen ones, a lot of us have lost that. So this is now coming back. This is why we should, everyone suggests to meditate. Meditate meaning get yourself into a space of mind, heart. That you're aware of all that's going on around you. One thing, I've been living in Asia for over 20 years. I went to monk school. They said the hardest thing that you're going to go through in this is called the walking meditation where you have to be meditate in a meditative state, but with your eyes open. You're not sitting on the floor, nothing, you're walking. Many people do not make this part. This is the hardest part. And it takes the strong will of heart and mind and everything. 
And we can only advise you of what to do. There's no real, oh, I just do this, do that, do this, and it works. He says, because every mind and heart is different. And we acknowledge that. But at the same time, we're all one. But as an individual, you must discover that on your own. Then you can share it with everyone. So this is why I tell people, once you become aware of yourself and your higher self, trust the guidance that you get from yourself. Because sometimes someone else will come up to you and say, Two or three or four words. Your higher self is went out. On that other person comes to you to give you a little push. Well, we're being pushed by ourselves right now to end this psychic holocaust and everything else that's happened to us, our, our world. Because one thing people must be made aware of Omina will tell you this. Fairies are real. They're real. Everything we hear about in mythology is real. It exists in another dimension of awareness. I have a fairy that lives in my backyard in a tree. He lives in this one branch. I'm out there cutting lawns. Well, I better cut that tree down. It's getting into the lawn. And all of a sudden, this voice comes to me and says, No, you won't. That's my home. What? Don't you love that? (laughs) This is my home. Right here. And flash. There she was. Right there. Standing on the branch. This is my home. You will not cut down my home. You can trim everywhere else you want. But this is how I get from the tree world into the grass world so that I can communicate with the other beings that live under the earth. That's my job. So don't cut that tree. The tree's not cut. I'm not touching that. The neighbor girl one day asked me, are fairies real? I said, yes, they are. There's one living in your yard. Didn't you know that? Where, she said. I said, right there in the tree. So if you're nice and calm and cool and cold, you can go out there and sit there and maybe she'll talk to you. Ah, A few months go by. And then I send her some pictures I got of a person who took a picture was allowed to take a picture of a fairy standing on her hand. I sent those pictures to her. I said, Miracle, how'd you like the pictures? They're real, aren't they? <laughs> there we go. Now, fairies are all females. Why? Simple. Feminine energy, the energy of giving life of bringing life into the world. And this is where the men got to get this through their brains. If it wasn't for the thing called your mother, you wouldn't be here. It takes two to tango. So all the men out there that are deciding what's going on with the women's bodies are kind of forgetting that it took a woman to bring them into the world. It took a man, too, to get certain the sperm to make them. Yes. But, folks, understand something. It doesn't matter 
Male and female are still one. Amina decided to come into this earth as a female. I decided to come into this earth as a male. Everyone else decided what gender we would be to come in at as an experience. But in essence, we all have the opposite sides. We're both. It doesn't matter the shape and size of the body that we're in. What really matters is what we're doing with the energy that's coming into that body. And I've spent countless hours looking at blood in the microscope. Countless hours. And studying the life forces that are inside the blood. And this is where the medical profession has totally lost it. And I want to read you something. That during my research to advise people what was going on. Spiritually, vibrationally induced, chemically, electrically driven, and biologically carried out. That is the state of your health. Whatever your current metabolic condition is, the bugs will coexist with you and it'll be in perfect balance for them. Whatever the environment you provide, Unfortunately, that can be very unbalancing for you. To get healthy, you must balance your internal environment and unbalance the bugs. We are what we are. We are what we think. We are what we eat. So, just give me one second here. Like it. The argument that changed the course... We should medicine. probably close after after this. Um, okay. Because it's getting quite late in the U.S. Okay. The argument that changed the course of medicine. Louis pa- Pasteur promoted a theory of disease that described non-changeable microbes as their primary cause of disease. This is the theory of monomorphism. This theory says that a microorganism is static and unchangeable. It is what it is. Disease is solely caused by microbes or bacteria that invade the body from the outside. This is the germ theory. Bouchamp held the view that microorganisms can go through different cycles of development and they can evolve into various growth forms within their life cycle. This is the theory of pleomorphism. He discovered microbes in the blood which he called microzemas. These microbes would change shape as individuals became diseased. And for Beauchamp, this was the cause of disease. Hence, disease comes from inside the body. But another scientist of the day, Claude Bernard, entered into the argument and said that it was actually the milieu, or the environment that is all important to the disease process. Microbes do change and evolve, but how they do it is the result of the environment or the terrain. All these other men acknowledge the aspects of each other's research, but it was Pasteur who was the stronger, the more flamboyant, and the more vocal opponent when compared to the other gentlemen. He also came from wealth and had the right family conditions and connections. He went to great lengths to disprove all the other's view. 
Pasteur eventually managed to convince the scientific community that his view alone was correct. Bouchamp felt that this diverted science down a deplorable road, a road that only held half the truth. On his deathbed, Pasteur finally acknowledged Bouchamp's work and said, Bernard was correct. The microbe is nothing. The terrain is everything. It was a 180 degree turnaround with his death imminently at hand. He as much admitted that his germ theory had flaws, but his admission fell on deaf ears. It was far too late. It could not reverse the inertia of ideas that had already been accepted by the mainstream science at the time. Allopathic drug-based medicine was firmly entrenched on the road that was paved by Bastur. Folks, what is going on right now with planet Earth? The environment is sick. We have to clean it up. So, as Caroline said, it's time to end the show. This yep. can continue on next week. We would like to do this. It's been a gas, guys. So, namaste. Well, thank you very much, Randy. That was very, very good and very informative. So, thank you, Randy. We, You're yeah, welcome. We shall say good night to everybody and see you all next week and bless you on your way. Good night. Good night. Good morning, Randy and Claudia and Simma and Mike Music Maestro. 